Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. In 1 John chapter 1, the Apostle John declared, quote, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Do you have a lifestyle of going before your Heavenly Father or Jesus or the Holy Spirit and confessing to them the sin that's in your life? We are promised that if we have a lifestyle of genuinely confessing our sins, that we will be increasingly purified and cleansed from our sin, and we will know and experience relationship with Jesus more deeply and more intimately. Let's open our Bible now to 1 John chapter 1, that we might learn how to walk with Jesus in a more deep and intimate and fulfilling way. In Jesus' name and for Jesus' sake, amen and amen and amen. Okay, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. Okay, so we're continuing in the book of 1 John. Again, Lord willing, this will be 10 teachings, hopefully, uh, two for each chapter. <clears throat> Something could happen where one of the chapters may take three, but uh, hopefully it'll be 10 exactly. Okay, and so today we're going to be reading uh, verses 5 through 10, and uh, just, just deep insights. You're going to notice that John is going to give um, some cause and effects here. You're going to see five, you know, if we, but if, if we, uh, if we, if we, um, you know, and he's going he's gonna to go on the, you know, on the, on the good side and the bad side, on the positive and on the negative. So it's going to be very interesting. All right, so 1 John 1, verses 5 through 10. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. Verse 7, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. Wow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay. So, um, you know, you'll recall in, in, you know, 
in the first teaching we discussed, verses 1 to 4. Um, and in verse 3, John said, We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. So there he gives the first reason why he's writing. And, and that is that, that we could have a joy that's not lacking. And that joy comes from, from deep and intimate and growing fellowship with God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. A deep and intimate relationship with them and with one another. Okay, so again, a, a good way to see you know, to identify, you know, uh, you know, how well your walk is, is, is what kind of fellowship, intimate fellowship, ongoing fellowship do you have with other believers that are also in relationship with God, the father, God, the son, God, the God, the Holy spirit. And I'm not talking about people that you go to church with. They very well may be people you go to church with, and that's wonderful, but I'm talking about daily fellowship. Not meeting on Sunday, okay, once a week and, and you know, hearing a good sermon. That's a good thing. Uh, we should do that, okay? Um, but I'm talking about daily fellowship. How often are you in fellowship throughout the day with other believers? Not talking about, you know, um, you know, you know what's, what's going on in, in the world and stuff like that. I mean, and that's fine. I'm talking about that how often throughout the day are you are you talking to to other believers in Jesus Christ about the Son of God, the Kingdom of God, the Word of God, the Gospel of God? How often are you talking to them about your walk with Jesus? How are you? How often are you encouraging them in their walk with Jesus? How often again are you helping them examine their life and them your life, so that we might grow to walk more deeply and intimately with Jesus? True fellowship in Jesus Christ, our Lord, where, where Jesus is the topic and where we are in our walk and in our lives with Jesus. Okay. Um, because the more fellowship we have, the deeper our relationship really is with God, the father, God, the son, Jesus, and God, the Holy spirit, the, the more, the more true, genuine biblical joy we have, we'll, we'll have a joy that he calls complete or full. That's, that's not lacking anything. Okay. Um, and again, now remember, biblical joy comes only in a settled and growing relationship with our Heavenly Father, with Jesus Christ our Lord, and with the Holy Spirit. It comes from a, a trust, a reliance, a knowing that, that it's our, our relationship with Jesus, our trust in Him, our reliance in Him that leads us into the fullness of growing relationship with our heavenly father and Jesus and the Holy spirit and, and, and in community with one another, trying to grow, you know, in this fellowship with our, with the triune God and with each other, that, that we, that our joy becomes more and more full and more and more complete. Right. Okay. All right. Verse five. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. This is the message we have heard from him. So John has told us again in the, in the beginning of the chapter that they've heard Jesus, him and the apostles with their own ears. They've seen him with their own eyes. They've handled him and touched him. 
Okay, so he's testifying to what he's actually seen. This is not made up. It's not a story. No one told him. He has seen him, heard him, and touched Jesus, the God-man himself, personally. And that's what he's writing from and testifying to, right? He says, again, remember verse 2, the life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life which appeared to us, okay? This is the message we have heard from him. So again, with our own ears, John is saying, we're sharing with you what we heard from Jesus himself and declare to you, God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. So our triune God here is referred to as light, okay? Um, in him, there is no darkness at all. As I was preparing for this, um, some of the scholars that, that I read were talking about um, how even in the sun, which is obviously the kind of the greatest, quote, light that we, that we can actually, you know, see, you know, the, the physical sun that's, that's out there in the sky, right? Uh, millions of miles, what is it, 93 miles, 93 million miles away, I believe it is, from the earth. Um, but even in that sun, um, which is a great light, you know, so to speak, there are, there are elements of deep darkness. But you notice what, what John says here, God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. Okay. Now, again, light here, speaking of light is speaking really to who he is, speaking to, to his character, to his majesty, um, to his virtue, to his perfection. God is light. He is not stained by one bit of darkness. In him, there is no darkness at all. Okay. Now he's going to go on through the rest of the chapter to talk about, he's going to apply this to our lives and he's going to discuss what is the pattern of our lives. Because in God, the father, in God, the son, Jesus, and in God, the Holy Spirit, there is absolutely no imperfection. There is no sin. There is no stain. Utterly perfect, right? Uh, we use the three world, the three words, omniscient. Uh, you know, our triune God knows everything. Omnipotent. They can do anything. Omnipresent. They're everywhere at all times. They live outside of time. Okay. Now remember, our, our God is one being, three distinct individual persons. God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. You and I are also one being. We're a human being with three parts, right? Spirit, soul, and body, okay? So in the triune God is absolute perfection in everything, right? All-knowing, they know everything. That means they can't learn anything, right? All-powerful, they can do anything, and uh, they, they live outside of time, each member of the Trinity, uh, indeed, uh, uh, you know, they created time, right? Um, so he says, verse six, and, and you're going to notice now, again, five ifs, okay? They're conditional statements, um, and three of them are good or positive, and three of them are negative. And he's going to start with, a, with, a, with one that's not good, all right? Verse six. 
if we claim to have fellowship with him, and he's talking about Jesus here, okay? If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. So what does this mean? This is an important verse. And the entire book of John is going to have, is going to deal with this claim. Verse six, if we claim to have fellowship with him. So apparently John is dealing with people who are claiming or have claimed that they believe in Jesus, that they believe in Jesus. And not only that, that they have this fellowship, they have this relationship with Jesus. Okay. So it's a claim. But yet, if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. So what does he mean by this? Okay, so again, here's someone who's claiming to be a Christian, claiming to have fellowship with Jesus, claiming to have relationship with Jesus, yet they, quote, walk in the darkness. So first of all, when he says walk here, what does that mean? Okay, so to walk is the pattern of your life. To walk is what is your lifestyle, okay? Meaning, what is the pattern of your moment by moment, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year lifestyle, okay? If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness. This means that the pattern of your life is not one of walking in the light of Jesus Christ, our Lord, walking in growing understanding of who Jesus is and what he's done and how he would have us to live our lives. Walking in the light means to walk in, in greater and greater relationship, greater and greater knowledge and understanding of who Jesus is, walking in greater and greater obedience to our Heavenly Father, to Jesus Christ, our Lord, and to the Holy Spirit. Walking with greater conviction over the areas of our life that are out of place. So John says, if you claim to have this fellowship, if you claim this relationship with Jesus, yet the pattern of your life is, is more walking in darkness, walking with very little interest in Jesus, very little understanding of who he is, walking according to far more the pattern of this world than walking according to the scriptures, um, walking with really no conviction over your sin, that, that to step back and do an examination of your life, and if your life is more characterized by the thinking of this world, if it's more characterized by the, the pattern of this world, if it's more influenced by the people of this world and the things of this world than it is by the word of God and the son of God, then you're in the darkness. And John says you lie and you do not live by the truth and you don't have life in the truth. Uh, this is a very sobering and heavy statement. Okay. If we claim to have fellowship with him, that word claim is big. That means, again, the word claim means that, that you're saying you do, but you very possibly do not, which is to say you're very possibly not really saved. And in, in the entire book, in all five chapters, we're going to see that John is, is writing so that we can really know, that we can examine ourselves and know whether we're true Christians or not. And here's the first one, Okay of these five in, in verses six through 10, each one is gonna have an if, right? If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, 
we lie and do not live by the truth. Okay, so again, um, fellowship with Jesus doesn't come, you know, from going to church. It doesn't come from living a good life, right? Fellowship with Jesus comes from knowing our own sinfulness, knowing our hopeless, helpless, desperate state, knowing that we need a savior and that without Jesus, only eternal hell awaits. And out of that place, we run to Jesus and we receive him, right? We put our full faith and trust and confidence in what Jesus has done on our behalf and in our place. We receive him as our Lord and Savior. And, and in that, we receive eternal life. We receive the forgiveness of our sins and the salvation of our soul, deliverance from eternal hell. We come into relationship with each member of the triune God, and ultimately we'll go to heaven when we die. That's a free gift given to us in Jesus Christ, our Lord, and we receive that, okay? Um, but the, the, the ramifications of that, okay, um, ought to be a lifestyle where you can see yourself more and more being pulled toward the light, pulled toward the virtue and the character and the goodness and the love of your heavenly father, of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and of the Holy Spirit. So again, almost everyone watching this would claim that they're Christians, would claim to have fellowship or relationship with Jesus. So how are you walking? Again, your walk is not is not the one-offs of your life. Every one of us, even that are walking in the light, that are walking in fellowship with Jesus, truly, none of us are sinless. All of us still fall short. We all make mistakes. But as you're going to see in the in the coming verses, one of the one of the great evidences that your claim of fellowship, your claim of of being a Christian, of being saved, of having received Jesus is true, is that you are more and more walking in the light, walking in the truth, walking according to the pattern of the word of God and the son of God. Again, not in perfection, but what is the overall pattern of your life? How are you consistently living? Is it more in light of the word of God and the son of God? Or is it more just a continual pattern of living according to the, the ways of the world and the people of the world? If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. So we want to examine ourselves again and see, again, what is the pattern of your walk? Now, look at this second if, verse seven. But if we walk in the light. So again, now here's someone, the last person has a pattern. When you look at their life, the vast majority of their life, right, is lived according to the things of the world, the people of the world that John is calling darkness, it's lived in sin with no conviction, no interest in, in Christ. But here's now a pattern, verse 7, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Wow. Golly, that's First John chapter one, verse seven. So, but if we walk in the light, so again, now, if you look at yourself and the pattern of your life is walking according to the son of God, the word of God, the gospel of God, if your light is, in, if your life is one that's characterized as a lifestyle 
by living more and more according to what the scriptures say, living in growing relationship with Jesus, living in, in fellowship with others and encouraging them and receiving encouragement from them, right? More than just going to church on Sunday, right? Um, but if we walk in the light, again, the pattern or lifestyle by which you live, live by, as he is in the light, okay? So you notice again, Jesus is only in the light. It's only in Christ. It's only in the word of God. In the darkness of sin is not where Jesus is, okay? But if we walk in the light, where he is in the light, right? We're in fellowship with him. Look what he writes. We have fellowship with one another, and obviously with Jesus, because he's in the light. And look what it says. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Now, this is exciting. Uh, my wife's favorite verse, right, is in the Beatitudes, right? Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Okay? Now, all of us are sinful. All of us have a sinful heart. But the more we're walking in the light, the more we're walking in the truth, the more we're walking and living this life in Christ based on the word of God and the son of God, the more we're walking in fellowship and community with others with a desire to be more like Jesus and to be more pleasing to Jesus. It says that the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Well, that's exciting. This is the second, right? If, but if, okay. It's in contrast to verse six, right? Verse six, if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, the vast majority of our lifestyle is not according to the word of God and son of God. We lie and do not live by the truth, but verse seven, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we're walking and we have a lifestyle that's more and more walking uprightly, in fellowship and community with Jesus, desiring to know him, you know, pursuing him throughout the day in prayer and spending time in the scriptures and, and, you know, helping others to do that. Right. It says we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son purifies us from all sins. So again, one of the great, one of the great blessings, okay, of walking with Jesus is that, you know, we are getting more and more sanctified. We don't get saved by walking in the light, okay? Our sins are not forgiven by walking in the light. He's not talking about salvation here, but he's talking about a doctrine called sanctification. Sanctification is for those who have genuinely received Jesus Christ, and from that moment that they received eternal life in Jesus Christ, and Jesus has come to live in them, from that moment, they're living their lives in increasing holiness increasing relationship and fellowship with Jesus and others, and an increasing Christ-likeness throughout their lives, right? It's the process of sanctification is becoming more and more like Jesus and less and less sinful and like the, you know, the pattern of the world, right? The pattern of darkness. So, and again, all of this is a process and none of us are in the same place. The more we're growing in Christ, the more we're maturing in Jesus, the more sanctified we are. But it's important we understand he's not talking about being saved and going to heaven here. Again, the result of our salvation is that we walk more and more in the light. That should be the result of those who have a claim. Notice again, he said in six, if we claim to have fellowship 
or relationship or salvation in Jesus, but yet there's no walking in the light at all. We, we're lying. Okay. We're not, we don't have life by the truth. We're not living by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, right? For walking in the light of the word of God and the son of God, living our lives like this, we do have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. And the more as Christians we are purified and sanctified, right? Remember Matthew 5, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. So it's exciting. We'll have eyes that see him in everything, right? We're not talking physically see him. We'll see him more and more. We'll understand him more. We'll perceive our heavenly father more. We'll have deeper fellowship and intimacy with him and with one another. Wow. Is there anything better than that, right? All right. Verse eight, the third if, right? And this one again is going to be on the negative side, right? If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. This is just the fact. There are people in, in their absurdity that claim to be without sin, okay? If you're a believer today or if you're claiming to be a believer and you say that there's no sin in your life, it's, it's near certain you're not a real believer. You're not saved. You have not been forgiven of your sin, Okay, you need to come back, humble yourself before Jesus, because one of the great evidences that you are a genuine Christian, that your claim of being a Christian is true, is that you are aware of your sin. You're convicted of your sin as a believer, even non-believers for the most part all over the world. Those who reject Jesus would not claim Jesus as their savior would admit that they've done wrong and that they have sin in their lives. Right. So he says here in verse eight, if we claim to be without sin, we're, we're deceived. We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. OK, so again, you know, with Jesus living in you, with the Holy Spirit living in you. OK, the big aspect of fellowship, one of the biggest aspects of fellowship with him is a recognition of our sin, a grief and a conviction over our sin and a desire to not live in sin or in darkness, okay? A desire, so again, this is as believers, we still make mistakes, we still sin, we still have moments where we'll walk into darkness or live in sin, but that's not the pattern of our lives, right? If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us, okay? So you do recognize Hopefully you recognize, even as a Christian, that you have sin in your life. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Again, this is not talking about being saved. You don't get saved. You don't get forgiven of your sins. You don't get delivered from eternal hell by anything you do or anything I do, just but by receiving the gift of salvation, by trusting and relying on Jesus alone for your salvation is how you're saved. But here's the fourth, right? If, right? If we confess our sins, do you have a lifestyle of when you live in, in, in selfishness, right? Um, you know, when you, when you sin with your words or your thoughts or your actions, when you live in biblical disobedience, 
Do you have a conviction and a lifestyle of going before the Lord and confessing? Okay. Um, this is not, you know, uh, confessing to other people. Some people, you know, confess to a priest. Um, this is not what that is speaking about here. Okay. This is just talking about in your fellowship with your heavenly father, with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit, you know, throughout your day, do you recognize any pattern of confession of sin. Now, here's the good news. Many listening to this might say, golly, I don't. But the very fact that that you're alarmed is a good thing, right? So again, you ought to have a pattern. This doesn't save you, but this is a great evidence that you are saved if you have a, a lifestyle of being convicted over your sin, of confessing your sin, and, and not wanting to live in that anymore, not wanting to live in, in disobedience, not wanting to live in a way that's that's displeasing to Jesus, right? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. Again, not forgive us from a salvation point of view, but forgive us in as much as, as, as he won't have to discipline us as much. Again, just like with your child, if your child came to you and confessed that, he, that they had done something wrong, your, you know, your, your boy or girl, let's say is 12 or 13, and they said, mom or dad, I did this or that, you know, and I'm sorry, and you saw the genuineness, you still might discipline them at some level, but it certainly wouldn't be as harsh as if your child was just rebellious and saying, you know, yeah, I did wrong. I don't care. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. And here it is again, and purify us from all unrighteousness. Again, this is a part of the true believer's lifestyle after salvation in the sanctification process. Do you see a lifestyle? Are you walking consistently, right? Can you see, you know, yes, there are times throughout my week that, that I am convicted over my sin, you know, in whatever it is, right? Sin in my thoughts or, you know, in my words or in my actions. I do confess and I am wanting to live differently. It says, you know, he will, he will forgive us our sins. Again, forgive us in as much as we won't have to be disciplined for living in, in a sinful way. And purify us from all unrighteousness. And once again, the more purified we are, blessed are the pure in heart. There's that beatitude, Matthew 5, for they will see God, right? We'll see him. We'll perceive him. We'll experience deeper relationship with our heavenly father and with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. Verse 10. And here's the last if, the fifth. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. So again, if you're claiming to be a believer today and there's no sin in your life, well, God has given his word, right? Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, of the standard of God. God has given his word that we are sinful people, right? And until we leave this life, it won't be until then that we're perfect and relieved of any and of all sin. So again, if, if, you're, if you're claiming to be a Christian and you say that you're perfect now and there's no sin in your life, okay, you're, you're actually calling God a liar. And it says his word, the Bible, has no place in our lives because the Bible is exhorting us to consistently grow and mature in our walk with Jesus and to live a life of greater and greater holiness, of less, of less sin and greater Christ-likeness, right? So very powerful book, a very powerful chapter. Again, just dealing with, uh, you know, uh, you know, how is our walk with Jesus? Again, your walk is the pattern of your life. Okay, you either have a pattern of walking in relationship with Jesus, and yes, 
We all fall. I certainly do and make mistakes and sin. But the pattern is I'm confessing him. Or is the pattern of your life that you got a little bit of Jesus. You go to church on Sunday, maybe, and you call yourself a Christian. But all the other time in the week, you don't really spend any time. Then, then you want to examine yourself and bring yourself back to the cross, right? So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy in our lives. Lord, we ask you to help each one of us to more and more walk in the light and to be purified more and more of sin, that we might see you more clearly, Lord Jesus, that we might walk with you in deeper fellowship and with one another in greater fellowship in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask you to seal this message to our hearts now, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.